Welcome to the Not Too Shabby podcast, where this show is about you. Join us in this journey to view different interests, perspectives, and lifestyles, which we want to accomplish through conversation that leads to joy and creating lifetime memories. We're your hosts, Shaw and V, to remind you that you're not too shabby. Keep it classy. Thank you, Destiny. And again, I'm your host, Shaw. And I'm V. So, V, last time we had a model, it was super exciting. She she taught me so much already uh, about, you know, never compare yourself to another artist. And that really hit me deep. But, you know, and I've always been trying to, like, you know, create stuff, screenwriting, um, acting. And currently, you know, I told you and we spoke about uh, earlier, I've been writing a musical for Mm -hmm. quite some time now. And uh, I could say I'm in writer's block, but also, you know, taking tests and everything so it's it's been a little tough but hey it is coming along yeah man um i think the biggest thing when it comes to stuff like that as long as you know you're continuing to move like to move forward because like i think one of my friends says forward is forward it doesn't matter what timeline as long as you're moving forward man so actually yeah exactly. block tends to happen and i know it happens all the time especially when it comes to screenwriters just even even poets songwriter uh songwriters just it happens you know but never compare yourself to a, uh, somebody else's timeline maybe their time not yours but at mm-hmm. the end of the day your time will come so definitely learn absolutely you know hopefully but uh you know musical it's not just about the writing it's about the rest of the crew as well uh, i'm just you know writing it trying to build a story build the music but it's not just about that it's about the the set it's about the costumes it's about all of it the lighting and everything but we have a special guest today, by the way. Yes, we do. Yes, uh, her we name do. is Catherine Bailey. And speaking of musicals, she is a, a renowned costume designer for New York City Broadway. So that's amazing. Catherine, please join us. Hey. Hey, how you hey, doing? Catherine. Good. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for joining the Not Too Shabby podcast. So, Catherine, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do, who you are. We all want to know who you are. Okay. Hi. Uh, So I'm Catherine. Um, I'm a New York City based uh, costume designer and uh, I've done some like styling. Um, I've worked on like various projects. I've done Broadway, off Broadway, film and TV, um, anywhere from like some network stuff into some features. I've done like a bunch of different types of work. I think. Right now, I'm kind of like in a unique position because I've been doing like a lot of um, assisting on like larger projects and I've been starting mm-hmm. to kind of do my own as like a lead designer. So that's been really fun. And that's what I do. So what made you start this? Like what was like, yes, this is my dream and I'm going to follow it. Like how did you like decide that this was going to be your dream? So growing up my parents were uh really big movie buffs and so they would make us watch a lot of classic films and i fell in love with a lot of the Cary grant audrey hepburn grace kelly type style films and i loved the clothes and i just fell in love and i also loved to paint and to draw and i was very active like that in high school and um I liked the idea that costume design was a way to talk about character through the art elements. So it was an opportunity for me to bring in like my passion with drawing and painting 
and clothes and to tell a story. Because um, like actors, you tell a story through your movement, your action through that script and costume designers tell a story through, you know, shape, texture, form, silhouette, all those different things. You can really dive into the subconscious of a character through the clothes. And that was really interesting to me. And I love the storytelling aspect, which is how I kind of got into it. And I combined all these different loves into one thing. So that's how it started. Yeah, and um, to be honest, I, actually, I can actually, as an audience, I can actually agree to that just because the fact that there's places that are, there's like, you know, places that I've seen where people have certain costumes and it literally puts you in perspective of the timeline, the mm-hmm. just just the area, and it brings you more into the story just based on what they're wearing. So yes, I can actually agree with that. Yeah, even now, I like, guess people, you know, you wake up in the morning and you don't think about like what you're choosing. Like you're like, oh, I'm gonna wear this shirt today, these earrings, hat, whatever. Um, but those choices that you had made to purchase those clothing said something about you. And when I'm like reading a script as a designer, I have to think to myself like, okay, in the morning, what would this character wake up and wear? Uh, what is their subconscious choices that would make sense? Um, and a lot of times too, costume design, not even just like in period, like contemporary is so hard because everyone wears contemporary clothes. And so you have to think to yourself, how can I make this not feel like the costume, but feel like the person? Um, And then I've done a bunch of period projects um, and that brings on like a whole other thing too, because you have to think like, what would their undergarments be? How does that change the shape of their body? How does that um, affect their movement? You know, if you're wearing a corset, it's really hard to bend down or like a ball skirt, you know, can I fit through this doorway? (laughs) Um, Weird functional things that you don't really think about now in like modern clothes, so. Absolutely, it kind of reminded me like of Romeo and Juliet. Everybody knows Romeo and Juliet. There's two different versions. One being back in who knows when. And then there's a Leo DiCaprio version where they're all just kind of wearing Hawaiian shirts and like pants with guns and everything. it tells the story, the same exact story, but in an entirely two different perspective. And I just think that's really cool how costume can tell an entirely different story. I agree. I love it. But that. I, I do remember, if uh, if I'm not mistaken, Catherine, back in high school, uh, you requested something from me. Do you remember? Oh, I don't know. I'm embarrassed <laughs> now. I'm so afraid. Okay, so this was... If, I think you were doing an internship in um, in New York and you were like, hey, I need Beauty and the Beast. Someone find me the Beauty and the Beast movie because I need to do costume. And I remember you're like, hey, just say, do you have Beauty and the Beast? I was like, of course. And you told me all about how you're doing costume and you were so excited. And it was just so cool that you were like, yes, I'm so passionate about this. I can't wait to do this. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. That's so crazy how that comes up out of the memory bank. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I hadn't seen that movie in so long. I can imagine myself being like, please help me. Someone tell me. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the most toughest, like, well, not most toughest. What is the toughest costume that you've done so far? Um, oh, that's so hard because every project brings its own unique, difficult thing. Um, when you work on a Broadway show, a lot the ones that I've worked on, it's all, you know, custom built and, you know, it's, you're coming up with a world completely from scratch. And that's such a unique and 
crazy thing, but you also have to think about the longevity of the clothes. So if an actor is wearing that multiple times a week, uh, and they're sweating and dancing or whatever they're doing, you have to think about how the clothes are built and constructed and maintained versus when I do like a film and featured project, you think about, okay, it needs to be on screen. And then after that, it's filmed, it's done. You don't really have to think about it ever again, which is a blessing, you know, and a curse because it's so much faster paced when you're doing film and TV. Um, I think one of my favorite projects is I was on the design team for Hamilton and I worked with Paul Taswell, who was the costume designer and who's amazing and I adore him. Um, and something we talked a lot about was trying to figure out ways that the dancers could like move in their corsets um, and different kind of technologies we could build there as well as, okay, they're in these ball skirts and they're dancing and this is a musical and making those things lighter and things kind of like that, uh, which is so fun, you know, and creative and interesting. Um, and then I had worked on another movie once too, where we had to build like all these different like cat suits for like a music video type thing. And it's just, but it was like being filmed like a stage, like a concert. And so there was a lot of stuff with like, oh, the metallic and how it reflects. And it's just interesting because you have to consider different things based on what the project is. Like, is it film? Is it theater? Is it, you know, and then what the actor has to do to function in it. Absolutely. When comes, so when it comes to stuff like that, uh, I'm guessing like you guys would have to basically build off a budget as well, right? Just because constant, like, I mean, I guess changes to certain things or when it comes to like different, um, I guess, different outfits, right? That you have to give people because not, I mean, I'm guessing you guys would have to change certain aspects about certain um, costumes here and there until you get the final one, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, Again, it kind of depends. A lot of the times these things are worked in the fitting. Mm -hmm. um, and we work with the, you know, the drapers and the tailors and the people who make it and the actor and we have them do various things like move or do this choreography <laughs> uh -huh. like in a weird fitting room. Uh, so that's part of it. And then also that tech period in, in theater where, you know, you spend a few weeks teching everything. It's moment to moment. And sometimes... There, are, there have been times where I've been on a show where we're like, oh man, we have to change this oh, entire man. thing. <laughs> and then that's, you know, where you bring producers in and they're like, why are you doing this to us? And then we're like, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> this doesn't work with the clothes. Um, so it it is, it's like an ebb and flow process, but that's what working in the entertainment industry is. You have to mm -hmm. work with all the different mediums. You know, you you work with that actor, that choreographer, that's another thing. When you do musicals, I feel like I talk to the choreographer so much as a costume designer because I have to know what they're doing. You know, if they're flipping around and we have these hats, you know, uh -huh. can they wear them, you know, or do we fasten them with the, you know, you contact the wig person, the hair person, you say, hey, how can we fasten it? this? Because they're flipping around on stage, you know, things like that. So I think the most interesting thing that I've, I still have yet to figure out how, but how quickly they change. I've, I've been to multiple musicals and I'm just like, whoa, that was like 10 seconds. And they came out in an entirely different outfit. How? Like, are they layered or it, it's just like rip off and put on another one? It's like strapped in the back. Um, there's different ways. Like sometimes, I mean, there's a, so in the costume design world, there's mm -hmm. you know, the design teams, which is what 
I am, usually it's like the execution of it. And then once it goes up, I leave and I do like another project. But mm -hmm. the people that stay are the wardrobe team. And that includes like wardrobe supervisor, tailors, dressers, you know, a bunch of other people. And dressers are assigned to specific actors to help them do these quick changes. And they actually track and manage those costumes throughout the run. So um, every actor will usually have like a dresser or um, two, who knows, you know, depends on what the project is and they will help them with quick changes. And then with that, usually like in the costume building process, we do a thing called quick rigging where, you know, you have a zipper that pulls apart or snaps or Velcro, which I hate Velcro. Uh, everything's, <laughs> you know, magnets or, it's, you know, the shoe buckles are quick rigged so that it's just like a hook. So if you have to switch your shoes, you take them on and off. You know, there's so many little things we do prep to make it really fast. Um, and even layering too, um, there's, you know, been several musicals I've done where, you know, they do a quick change, you know, a rack rolls in front of them. And they're like, look, I'm in this red dress. And the whole time <laughs> it was just like scrunched and like made so that when the first part of it popped off, the whole dress laid back down. Uh, and that's like on talented drapers and stitchers and costume shops too. There are so many really well-known costume shops in New York have been doing this for years. And if you're on a project that feels impossible for a quick change, they have figured it out and done it. So they're definitely the ultimate, you know, key there to making some of those things happen. So what you're saying is for my musical, I come to you. Oh, 100%. You have to come <laughs> to me. I'll be so sad if you don't. <laughs> always, always. I still, it's all, again, I'm not gonna talk about it, but I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's a once in a lifetime story. I love that though. You know, the passion of like telling like a new story is so interesting to me. It's my favorite part of designing. I get a new script and if I work with a new writer in particular that's super passionate about what they're doing, you know, it, it makes it better for me. I love reading the script and just like dissecting each thing. You know, you think about, not only like, oh, would this character wear this? You think about their world, like what music do they listen to? What are they going, what's going on like socially? Like what is their economic status? Like, can they afford to wear, you know, Prada or Gucci? Are they like a target kind of girl, you know? And all these things play an influence. And I I love it when people are passionate because I, I love it. So I like, like, you know, feel fueled from it. I'm like, I, oh, I'll tell your story. It makes me happy, but. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. it's kind of like any actor right you, you you feel from the story you're so like actors themselves you know they actually have to tell the story but you know what the audience doesn't really know is the these others um parts of the production like costume design set designers all those they're actually telling more of the story than the actors are because they're providing the location the personality because I feel like you know first impression you look at someone what type of clothes is this person wearing oh this guy's wearing like a hoodie some baggy pants this guy's probably just kind of laid back or a suit this guy's really uptight he's all really professional so you're telling so much of the story and people don't even realize it I know exactly well what's interesting too is a lot of times I'm hired onto a project like well in advance before something is cast. So that's always interesting too, because I've been working with like a director or a producer, or writer, whoever on a project. And sometimes you'll be hired and be working on it for months, even like years. And then, you know, they'll cast people and you're like, 
you know, it's interesting because sometimes an actor will even bring in a new perspective you didn't think about and you're in a, even though you've been, you know, living and breathing this one script and story, mm-hmm. it's just interesting how everything is just added on top of each other. Awesome. So awesome. I think that's my amazing. favorite musical yet is uh, the Book of Mormon. Okay. But Catherine, what's your favorite musical? Oh man, that's. So I know it's a tough question. I mean, I'm super biased because, like, I loved Hamilton because I was a part of it, and it was like a big transitional musical for me in terms of like the type of work I got. Um, I don't know if I'm super biased with that musical, and I feel like everyone says it, but. I had a really magical experience working on exactly. it, watching it go from nothing. <laughs> it's so funny because when I got, I remember when I was hearing about it and I got asked to like send my resume uh, to like one of the, associ- the associate designer. I remember thinking to myself, oh, I really, really want to do this, but I'm really broke and I don't care what it is. And when someone told me the musical idea, I remember thinking, Ugh, whatever, it'll pay my bills. And it ended up being like the biggest life-changing thing I got to work on just so funny to think back on I was just you know living in New York couch surfing hating myself being like I'll take anything and then (laughs) it turned into this crazy thing so yeah Hamilton's amazing I think it's amazing I think it's great well you and I watched it together actually on Disney Plus (laughs) I haven't seen it in person yet I really wanted to but we literally watched it right after an exam and we're like you know what we're not going to do anything for the rest of the day and he was like do you want to watch hamilton i was like you know i'm always down any sort of broadway musical or anything like that because i do appreciate that kind of stuff so we literally sat in our classroom projected it into the wall and started watching it oh i love that that makes me so happy i had a family seen it yet either and it was really cool to like have them watch it i brought my parents to see the original cast and um all of that too. So that was nice that they got to do that. Jealous because I really want to meet Lynn Manuel Miranda. Very nice. It's just he's just amazing. I think he was fantastic in the Mary Poppin returns. He oh. I'm excited for In the Heights. Yeah. All of those look so great. Told you. Told you. In the Heights was also really good because I got to see <laughs> that one in person. Oh cool. Oh yes, In the Heights is really good. Yeah. I worked a little bit on the movie. Um I wasn't there full time, but I was there a little bit, uh, which was fun. I just did some shopping for them, you know. <laughs> if I'm correct, I think it comes out on HBO Max, right? When does it come out? Do you know? Uh, no. It's funny because I was supposed to have something else come out on Netflix last month, and then I realized it wasn't on Netflix. I was like, <laughs> when does that come out? <laughs> I was like, I need to really follow up on some of these. <laughs> so have you ever um, been like, you know, um, just like super surprised, like, oh my gosh, I finally met this actor or this celebrity, starstruck by any of them? I don't know, it's weird. Cause when you work with the celebrities, you realize, I honestly don't envy them. I feel like they're followed around a lot. Like there are certain like high-end celebrities I worked with where like paparazzi is really relentless. And I almost feel bad because I, I can't imagine like having a life where people are constantly following you around. Like I just get to dip into the glamour and then peace out and like have like a normal. You still get you know. your privacy. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's anyone in particular. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to meet my favorite. Per- like I, I like love Beyonce, but if I don't almost don't want to meet her because I'm afraid like 
what if she doesn't live up to the hype in my mind but i'm sure she does because she's beautiful <laughs> but um i don't know who was really fun um i got to work with natalie portman on a movie Box and Locks. It was really nice yeah on fox Locks. i actually met with you for coffee when i was on that movie i think you were in the city um, oh that was then i know you were super busy then so you're like I hey i've got like <laughs> lunch this is the only time we can meet up I know, I was like, meet me on this corner. I think I came in like a, a ton of fabric. I was like, had like a hundred bags with me and you were just, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My life is so hard right now. Um, but yeah, she was super nice and nice, really nice to the crew and the people. And I thought that was left a lot, like a lasting impression. Um, mm -hmm. I, and she was mm -hmm. talking, which was nice. I wasn't like a super high position on that job. I was just part of the team, but I always, that kind of sits with you well when, you know, you're really, high-end talent is nice to everyone it Absolutely. you remember that you know yeah humble always stay humble yeah so v um i forgot to ask you what what is your favorite musical i mean i i know i kind of skipped over you i mean i've only seen actually a few i don't know if you've ever seen miss saigon oh um, i have yeah, yeah. miss saigon miss saigon is i think amazing um one of my favorite um i guess actresses that like you know played a part was still Leia Salonga she's a uh she's a Filipino native so I think that's amazing she's also sang she's also did some of the singing voice in Mulan actually so uh Miss Saigon if you ever get to see it and then my other one was my first time actually learning to appreciate Broadway was when I got to see in the Heights so up in uh the Pantages Theater here in uh Los Angeles so amazing amazing uh Catherine so I'm, I'm just super excited about, you know, all that you've done. And, I, you know, I, I want to give you my work as well, whatever it is, really, of course. But <laughs> so like the process of becoming a costume designer, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because our audience probably has the have these dreams and they just don't know where to start. Yeah, um, I went to school, actually, and I got a degree in um, costume and set design. I actually did both. I love set design too. That's like a whole, we could do another podcast on that, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I got my degree in costume and set. And then I also, when I was in school, I did like a lot of focusing again on painting and drawing. Cause that's like another side thing that I love doing. Um, but it's interesting because I, in the costume design world, I don't think I've known a single person that's had the same path. And um, I actually was a guest speaker at my uh, university yesterday talking about this with like young students talking about how my path and my journey to where I got it was kind of insane. It was more of like I was relentless and <laughs> wouldn't like let it go. Like I just kept emailing people and would show up places and be like, please look at my portfolio. Like I promise. Cause I didn't have any connections in New York and I, I really just knew I needed to be there and that's what I wanted. And I felt I was the only person that knew that I could do it. No one else knew who I was. So I just kind of forced myself into rooms. And every time I met someone in the industry, I would ask like, hey, like, can you give me one person that you're willing to send me their email or whatever? If not, that's fine. And then I would meet that person. And then I would ask again, like, hey, is there one more person that I could meet? And you kind of start off doing non-union work. So it's like PA work, which isn't that glamorous, but it is a really good way to meet people and put your, uh, you know, get your foot in the door. 
uh, a lot of that work is like you drive around the shoppers, you go and drop things on and off on set. It's, you know, it's not fancy, but it is a really good way to meet people. And just getting on one set, honestly, will help you or theater, whatever your, you know, interest is, mm -hmm. uh, will really help open some doors. And then from there, you can kind of expand. Like I had joined the union um, a while ago, and that was because I was taking like assistant designing jobs or union design jobs and things like that. And when you're a member of the union, it really helps with, um, you know, contracts and, you know, you're protected under your union, you, you know, get healthcare, hey, um, you know, things like that, uh, which is nice. Um, and that's kind of how you start. But a lot of it too is like director, if you want to be a costume designer, it's like director and producer relationships, working with new playwrights, you know, expanding like the people, you know, um, you know, reading a bunch of new scripts, seeing new plays. Like I've been to a bunch of weird readings like in basements in New York City just to like hear something new. You know, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but you know, I've actually met a couple of directors I liked working with that way. And I was like, wow, I mean, I know we're in the middle of nowhere right now, but this is really good. And I enjoyed, enjoyed this. And mm -hmm. it's just a lot of networking and talking to people and then finding your people. You know, I've worked for some people that like, we're fine, but we just don't get, we're not like really this, we don't click as much like mm -hmm. artistically. And then there are those directors I work with where you know, the director will be like, you're an extension of my mind. And you're like, oh, cool, you know? So finding your group and then also like continuing to network and really advocate for yourself. That's like the number one. I mean, the worst thing people can tell you is no. And I have been rejected so many times. Like it feels like nothing now. Like at first I was like, no one wants to talk to me, but no, it's fine. Like it's just the nature of the industry just put yourself out there and you know I think part of it too was moving to New York like I knew if I wanted to work at the top of my industry I needed to be in LA or New York at least for me so I I moved to New York and forced it to happen I guess <laughs> if that makes go. sense go after your dreams that's what that is yeah and, and Vaughn like like the previous episodes everybody's been telling this don't be afraid of that no, because you don't know when that no could be a yes. Exactly. Oh, that is 100% true. I stand by that. <laughs> and then that resiliency um, from the other episode, like a lot of people tend to give up after that first time. So, and, and yeah. what you said, you just kept going and email and email. And one thing I learned from her today is the whole aspect of networking, right? It's just the fact that you even said sometimes you just ask somebody, hey, is there a person's email that you can just give me? Because that person can lead to somebody else. It can lead to somebody else. It can lead to somebody else. So I think that's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hey, thank you, Catherine, for telling us all these inside secrets about being as awesome as you are. Um, and now I know for a fact that I'm going to come to you and anyone <laughs> who is listening to this podcast she's she's the girl to talk to so if you need that email which i do not have right now but i will acquire it <laughs> uh feel free to ask um catherine thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure and um thank you for giving us all these cool info yeah thank oh, you this was so fun absolutely absolutely <laughs> thank you wow vaughn i told you she's pretty awesome isn't she 
Now, I think that's amazing. It's just a whole different side of entertainment, I guess, that we got at, you know? Um, we've talked to producers, models, and now the costume designing end of it. Not even just costumes. She also said set designing, which is, I think, also amazing. So, And I kind of want to bring her back for set design because she said it's a whole yes. different thing and she's really passionate about it. And I think, like, what I love about our guests on this podcast is that each one person has been passionate about what they do dr love and matchmaking eric diaz and entrepreneurship uh varen cofield and acting producing and writing uh the model we had uh felicia burr and then destiny with you know sports dietitian dieting and all and then now Catherine, mm-hmm. you know costume design just you wouldn't think you know like yeah costume design is just you know what this person should be wearing blah 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 but no it's it's actually telling a story and i think that's kind of beautiful in my head because if you think about it like as a writer as an artist anybody you know you don't just draw a painting and just be like yeah this guy's not going to be wearing anything you got to tell the story through that as well Mm -hmm. uh each actor has to have a certain specific costume to tell his own story and i think that's so cool because not many people think about that yeah and i think what people don't understand is like yes you know it takes one like you know you have a good actor good actresses and stuff like that to portray portray the role but what they wear too tells a lot about a character you know um and that's very important i remember when i was young (laughs) i got to play like a little play and stuff like that so i was peter pan and i was like i was kind of upset that i didn't have the same exact costume as the cartoon i was just like why am i just wearing tights and shorts but i was like you know what but me being in a Peter Pan costume, I was like, you know what? I think I could fly too, you know? <laughs> so I think I was <laughs> I think I was still in third grade when that, that happened and I never forgot about that. So I think it was amazing. Yeah, I, th- I think one time I, I was supposed to be a tree and I, they said I was the coolest tree, tree ever because I was the strongest tree out there. That's right. But, you know, it depends, you know, if, I, if I'm a twig on the, on the set or if I'm an actual, you know, a huge <laughs> <laughs> tree hump. Hey, and exactly. It's like, it helps you get into your inner character when you know you have the right clothing you know i always tend to say like even in sports when i was playing i was like they were like why do you have i was like to be honest with you it makes me feel better about myself because i know like if i if i feel like i feel good i look good then i'll play good like i've always i've always had that uh instinct so i guess even in like um broadway right or in movies like if you feel like you are wearing the right outfit you can portray that character even more so absolutely it it changes the entire atmosphere because like if i wanted to be like let's say when i'm writing characters i imagine them in my head and i'm like what are they what are they going to be wearing but i don't expect you know an actor to not look like what i'm imagining if they don't feel the way that i felt writing it they're not going to deliver what uh, i want and exactly it's the costume design's job to you know take the playwright's mind and put it onto stage into exactly. that character. So that's, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I think that's super, super great, man. And you know what? Hey, can I be a part of your music, a musical dude? Like you, know, you, you want to be the, the I, I could be a tree. I could be a tree. I uh, see. A- there's no trees. How about this? How about this? You could be the pet. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. You can be the pet. I'll take it. But hey, um, everyone, thank you for listening to this amazing journey by Catherine Bailey. Uh, and, you know, remember that you're not too shabby. So keep it classy. Thank you, everyone. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.